Welcome back to another episode of the On The Break. Um, tonight, we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, I, we've always been a big believer in sports do not terminate upon themselves. They're not meant to just be sports, right? I, I believe that sports um, are meant to draw people to bigger things and create progress in society. So Justin and uh, J-Mac and I are in this studio here tonight. We're going to talk to you about the recent happenings with the Hong Kong riots um, some the way that it's bled over into the NBA, because at the end of the day, we are a basketball podcast, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and the fact that this this league has dealt with it more than any other league in the in the world, probably. Man, it's pretty crazy. Like this story. So I'm glad that you and I are doing this. It's it kind of to your point. It's a little bit different of a format than we usually we usually take on. We don't typically st- stick to anything other than sports. We really don't. We really like to kind of keep, you know, like opinions and all that to sports you can go anywhere and get that stuff you can go like to other shows and get that stuff from us honestly but like this show we try to keep it about basketball you can go anywhere for any political opinions or whatever you're not going to get that here necessarily today but we're definitely going to talk about this This it's a big story people have been reaching out to me on twitter a ton to talk about it and like i i haven't really it hasn't really been a thing where I haven't wanted to cover it by any stretch of the imagination. I, I don't know how you feel, Josh, but like I have, it's not that I've wanted to stay away from it, but like I've wanted to see kind of how it all plays out. Yeah, I um, I have wanted to cover it since maybe the most famous athlete in the world has spoken up about it. Yeah, from the moment that he that he started talking, I, I could care less about what Daryl Morey said. Yeah, um, that was that was like for me that was okay, we have people speaking about it, which I'm a big believer in that people need to be speaking about this, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But whenever you have the person that might have more people's eyes on him than anybody else in the world, like the Pope, LeBron James, right? Those two guys are are up there, right? Whenever you have him talking about it, then it's a big deal. Yeah, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into the response of it too. I I think the biggest disclaimer I want to give for this episode is I, I credit Ryan Rosillo with this because I like Ryan Rosillo a lot, and he always says to try to look at everything through the eyes of the opposite side of which you agree with to make sure you have a full understanding of both sides of this. And like Josh, you and I were talking about before we came in the studio. Like I've been reading about this for since it broke, obviously, and kept up with it and and all that. And I spent a ton of time today just reading to make sure I understand the ins and outs of this thing. There are landmines all over the place when you're talking about this so all i ask is that everybody try to think about both sides of the coin whenever we're having this discussion because that's what we're doing i don't give a shit about political opinions or anything if we get there i don't care about any of that stuff i don't care about politics to i don't but like this is important to talk about and this is the one of the rare times where these things kind of intersect and you know i think that's really rare like we're i i want to talk a little bit about colin kaepernick as far as how it affected the nfl and what we're looking at here because i think those two are parallel in certain ways not to compare them but because it's a very similar reaction and so there's there's and i don't give a fuck about how anybody feels about colin kaepernick including you because like it's not matter (laughs) it doesn't matter but what does matter is the the actual right thing and how this works and you know like we we speak up about a lot of things as far as uh, i'm a big do the right thing i'm a big team guy i'm a big you know like you got to do things the right way people that don't do things the right way piss me the fuck off and so yeah. I think it's important that we look at this and talk about this because people need to be educated on it. And I think we're going to talk about why that's important, too, here in a few minutes. 
Right. And I'm, I'm a big believer. And I, I know that you are the same way in that the, the epitome of political discourse is when you have two people that can come together and learn more about the other person. Right. Absolutely. Like, that's what it's about. It's about I know that you and I don't see eye to eye on everything in politics, but we respect each other as humans. And it's not just because we're friends. Like, I want to respect you as a human and understand where you're coming from so I can know more people and like eventually dude, I want millions of people at my funeral, right? (laughs) I want to be the type of person that just draws people to them. And I want to be the type of person that um, understands other people and and appreciates them for who they are. Well, absolutely, dude. And like this, we talked about this when we very first started this show. And like, we've we've grown to appreciate this uh, throughout all the pods that we do at Sensibly Loud, but especially this one where like, I want to hear the other side of everything. Like no matter what it is, like I want to hear about what, what things... Like how people view things so I can understand it differently because I can tell you one thing in the last three years of doing this, running this company, doing all this shit, like I have absolutely learned so much and changed my view on how I view things because I understand what the other side is saying. It's crazy, but I love that. And I think that's why this is incredibly important to talk about. Yeah, I agree. So without further ado, uh, we can get started. Do we, are you okay with me giving a little bit of a background of what has happened in Hong Kong? Please do. Okay. So, um, there are, there have been riots that have been, or riots, protests that have been going on for 190 days, 99 days as of right, as of today, started on the 31st of March in 2019. And they were in response to, um, a bill that was trying to be, or that was going to be passed called the anti-extradition law amendment. Um, movement, or excuse me, the extradition law amendment bill. Um, what it was going to allow to happen was um, at any point, it would give mainland China jurisdiction over Hong Kong, right? So I'm reading this just directly from the Wikipedia page, which English professors say what you will about Wikipedia. They are fantastic and they cite their sources. So I'm going to go ahead and say, take that this is good, right? So people were concerned that the bill would subject Hong Kong residents and visitors of mainland Chinese jurisdiction, undermining the... Uh, or excuse me, would subject Hong Kong residents and visitors to the mainland Chinese jurisdiction. It would undermine the autonomy of the region of Hong Kong and its civil liberties because Hong Kong and China, even though they're related and connected, they do have different jurisdictions. And this would allow people or allow officers, anyone from mainland China to move into Hong Kong and pull somebody back to China in order to prosecute them for maybe a Chinese law that was broken, right? So ultimately, real quick. So the best way to think about this is you commit a crime in Texas, you go to Florida, you're able to be brought back to Texas to be, you know, prosecuted for that crime. That's what they're looking for here on a a much smaller level. It's not exactly identical, but it's pretty similar. Yeah, exactly. And the bigger thing, like, I think that when people think about that, or when I first think about that is, well, federal law is the same everywhere. They don't have the same federal law in mainland China as they do Hong Kong. Right. Right. So um, think about it would be something that's solely illegal in Texas, them going to Florida and picking someone up for something that's solely illegal in Texas or vice versa. Correct. So that was the big issue. Um, There were uh, protests that that happened, um, I believe, on the 9th of June. Um, protests started happening and the president came out and said, and called them riots. They also dispatched police force to the protests. Police were the, the protestees will say that the police were relatively brutal and also imprisoned quite a few of the protestees. Um, so that carried the protests on and the protests eventually became 
riots. Yeah. We'll say, we'll call it what it is. Um, with ultimately them setting out five different, uh, different um, demands, right? Mm-hmm. So let me find that list of demands because I don't want to butcher any of them. First was the original thing that they wanted to stop with the original protest, the complete withdrawal of the extradition bill from the legislative process. Their main concern originally was that they want Hong Kong and China to be separate jurisdictions. After the president came out and said these were riots, um, they demanded that there was a retraction of the riot characterization because the protest protesters believed that they, there were no riots. There was no illegal activity. It was merely a peaceful protest. They also wanted release of an exoneration of the arrested prisoners at that rally. Um, that was another one. That's another one of their ongoing demands. The fourth one is establishment of an independent commission of inquiry into the police conduct and use of force during protests. And we all know that China, Hong Kong, Taiwan all have a history of police getting extremely brutal in situations like these. And the protesters are claiming that there was a lot of police brutality when they were there, whenever they were breaking up that protest on June the 9th, if my date is correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, June 12th, excuse me, June 12th. Um, finally, the resignation of Carrie Lam, who is the president of Hong Kong, and the implement- implementation of a universal suffrage for legislative council and chief executive electives or elections. Um, Wikipedia goes on to say that currently the chief executive is selected by a 1,200 member election committee. <coughs> Excuse me. And 30 of the 70 legislative councilor seats are filled by limited electorals that represent different sectors of the economy, forming the majority of the so-called functional constituents. Um, So ultimately, the biggest and to be honest with you, whenever it was first going through or whenever it was first happening, there were a lot of posts by the protesters on Reddit from Hong Kong directly from the protesters, and they would list out their demands. They listed out all of these including the resignation of Carrie Lam, but this and the implementation of universal suffrage and legislative council and chief executive elections was never listed. So this may, may be new. Um, Wikipedia cites the source of, let's see, 73. They cite the source of Hong Kong protesters are full by broader demand, more democracy by Amy Quinn written in the new, by the New York times on the 25th of July. So they cite that source. I'd actually never seen the part apart from the resignation of Carrie Lam. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a background. Did I did I miss anything, Justin? Can you think of anything? No, I think those were the kind of the tent poles of it. So essentially, you basically have this dude who killed his girlfriend, right? And you went to Hong Kong lo- looking for asylum, and then tried to basically th- they basically wanted to extradite him back to. Or I think that, that it actually happened in tai- uh, Taiwan, I believe. Uh, I'd have to look at the details of that, but they wanted to extradite him back. They couldn't do that at the end yeah. of the day. That's what happens. Now they the protest started because they want that to to you know, the extradition thing to be in charge here or to be in play. But at the end of the day, there there's some back and forth, and there's a lot of like there's been communism issues. There's been a lot of different things that have happened since like the 1850s on this thing. Right. And what ends up going back and forth is yeah that that the disagreement that they don't trust that they're gonna only let those things happen. So they're trying to put those demands out there. That's kind of where you're at. Right. And yeah. as these protests and riots have moved forward, it's become more and more, um, there's been more and more police brutality. And really the um, Chinese government, as well as the Hong Kong government, have come out and started to be more and more aggressive in trying to disband these protests. So first there was, um, people would wear masks because if you didn't wear a mask and they found out your identity, which 
Hong Kong and China, if you're going there, you should know that they have some of the most invasive facial recognition software in the world. Like they can, they can identify you. They have walk software that, where they can identify you by your gait. So if you're going to Hong Kong and China, put a rock in your shoe so that you have a different walk. Than yeah. People, right. Yeah. Um, and wear a mask. So people would wear a mask because if you didn't, they'd pick you up on that facial recognition software. They'd go and arrest your family. Right. Right. Hong Kong then comes out and says, uh, okay, masks are completely legal. You can't wear them anymore in public, um, which allows the police to immediately arrest anybody that's wearing, wearing a mask in right. public. Right. So just another, another like little jab at, at freedoms and you don't have the right to protest because we're going to arrest you for that. Otherwise you're going to arrest your kid, your family for you being there. Right. Right. Um, it, it eventually ended with, I'm looking at through the Wikipedia page right now and there are just videos of just police just, beating people railing on people yeah just railing on people eventually and i think it was on um it was in september a young man was shot Mm -hmm. yeah so um and shot and killed by the police crazy um yeah so um ultimately we're in that situation and how this brings the nba into it is the nba is playing games over there while it's happening and and I think it's important to talk about the size of the market over there. I, I, we we'll get to that here in a I second. Agree. We'll get that here in a second. So uh, to kind of put things into into motion, Daryl Morey was the d- general manager of the Houston Rockets. Which the Rockets, for those that don't know, have a huge China presence. The NBA does in general. There's the Chinese Basketball Association. It's the, it's a, an enormous you know basketball league. But the NBA's presence over there is enormous. Simply because of one guy, and that's Yao Ming. Yeah, exactly. And he's an ambassador. Like you know, they they love Yao Ming, and they love the Rockets. He played for the Rockets. You know, they the Rockets are a huge deal over there, and mm-hmm. you know, tons of fans and all that. So, uh, general manager of the actual team, Daryl Morey, on October the fourth, tweets out. He just shared this picture, and it says, "Fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong." That's all it was. Yeah, and this thing took off and i think everybody's probably pretty familiar with how this part got there but he essentially you know put that out deleted it almost immediately because it took off into a firestorm now tillman fertita who owns the team tweeted or uh, quote tweeted that and said uh, i want to find the exact uh, wording on it but he basically said he does not represent the voice of the rockets that's his own personal opinion and l- let me find the exact tweet one second We'll pull yeah. that up. And, and originally, Adam Silver was silent to saying that we, they do not represent. He does not represent the voice of the NBA. Right. If I remember correctly, is that right? Adam Silver did that as well. Right. And let me, like I said, I'm finding it right now. Uh... So this is something else. While Justin's looking for that, something else to be aware of is. This is us taking the other side, looking at the other side of the coin here, too, um, because I, I know where I stand on this. And this is kind of the we want to see it from both sides. He does this while there are NBA teams in China. Right. And that was a big deal. It was. So uh, the he quote tweeted and said, listen, Daryl Morey does not, in all caps, speak for the Houston Rockets. Our presence in Tokyo is all about the promotion of the NBA internationally, and we are not a political organization. So let me ask you this. Let's let's stop there for a second. Is that a fair thing to do for Tillman Fertitta? I think at some point, if you have, if if all the teams were in the U.S., no, I would. Okay. I I 
it's hard. It's a hard situation because we're, sure. we're looking at it. I'm, I'm seeing things that are saying the salary cap of the NBA in the year 2021, if we lose the Chinese market, will go down 15%. Yeah, so 15, bro. I, I want to get to that. I want to get to that here in a second because that that's yeah. incredibly important to talk about here. But I, I think so. But do you think like so? To me, like the way this originally felt is that Tillman Fertitta put him on blast a little bit. Yeah, um, you know how PR PR companies are. They come in and they do damage control, right? And that's where Tillman Fertitta went into. He went into damage control. Yeah. Oh shit! I'm about to lose twenty percent of my and the like. Rockets, Rockets market share is more than more than normal NBA, NBA market share in regards to China. I'm about to lose 20% of my profits. I need to do damage control and and stop this from uh, losing 20% of my over, overall earnings, right? Right. And so he... That, I think, was where his mind first went. Sure. And I understand that because I think the... We're in again. We'll we'll kind of finish this out here in a second as far as the overall picture. But like, I think what people are kind of forgetting about in a lot of ways here is this is a business. Like yeah. we love the NBA. We we do a show about the NBA every week. We we there's no. I mean, we watch hundreds of games a year. Like we're the avid consumers of NBA, and I know a lot of our listeners are too. But like, this is a significant statement to take whenever. Like you said, twenty percent of your revenue depends on that country, and that could piss people off. And yeah. you've got a lot of fans saying, "What the fuck? Who is this guy from Houston telling me how I should feel?" And I think that is probably where he went. I mean, I, I think it's incredibly important to understand the the dangers of Twitter, and, and we can talk about that when we get to the LeBron stuff in a minute. But like. At the, the end of the day, Twitter is there's no PR guy vetting you. Absolutely. It's you. It's that's <laughs> yeah. it. And like he he put that out and I mean he came out, he deleted the tweet and said, you know, I was ill informed. I should, you know, I I didn't really know some of the significance of what I was speaking about. But at that point it was too late. So I got to, I understand where Tillman Fertitta went into damage control mode there. Yeah. I, I do. And I think the NBA kind of did the same thing. And I'm gonna say something from my pillow for this isn't even political. This is I'm an American who believes in freedom. He was ill-informed about the amount of revenue that they were about to lose. He wasn't ill-informed about what was happening in Hong Kong, right? Correct. Absolutely yeah. correct. And I think that is something that people aren't understanding the d- distinction between. Like at the end of the day, this guy has a job. Like if you you know if you walk into the Sensible Loud office and start going off about this, that, and the other, like you're fucking gone. Like sorry, right. like I can't. Like I don't. You know I don't know what to say. But like. At the same time, like, I'm not going to limit what people are going to say. Like, we live in the, the U.S. where you have freedom to say whatever you want to say. I, it's your responsibility to know what should go on Twitter and what shouldn't. So that's where I think Daryl Morey failed here, is that he yeah. should have understood the gravity of his position. And that's very crazy to me because Daryl Morey, for those that don't don't really know, is one of the top GMs in basketball. Right. Like and and one of the most respected, I would say, he's done so much with so little, so many times on the basketball court. As far as product goes, it impresses the hell out of me. He's revolutionizing the league. And dude, say what you will about okay, that's basketball, whatever. But it takes a genius to revolutionize a flipping league that's meant to make money and meant to win. Correct, and to you know, continually so, do that. Yeah, yeah. So like he did, he underestimated maybe the gravity of his, of his position. It's incredibly easy to do. It really is, but I, I, he's just been getting murdered for all this, and so I, I think at the the onset of all this, 
Uh, so we had the Chinese government freaking out about it. We had teams over there that were going over to play in this Shanghai game, basically, that the league is using to promote basketball in China. And it was the Lakers and the Nets. And, you know, we'll get into that here in just a second. But I think, like I said, I think he underestimated his his position there and, you know, what kind of effect ripple effects that could have. But like I was saying before, we live in the U.S. where you have free speech. You can say whatever you want, feel however you want. And I don't think he understood the blowback that the Chinese government was going to give him over this. Right. And that's one of those. Like you say, you criticize the president in, in the U.S. People criticize the president constantly in the U.S., regardless of who's in office. Right. right absolutely. You don't lose a whole lot of revenue. You don't lose 20 percent of your market share. Right. Right. Um, in China, they just shut you down. They just say, yeah, you're not. Nobody's going to see you criticize me anymore. Correct. Which that's just a different world than we live in. But it's also your responsibility to know that you work for a business that is trying to make money. And when you severely affect that business, that's a problem. Right. And so he's damn lucky that he got number one, kept his job. And I'm big on not really talking about other guys jobs and stuff like that too much unless it's Tom Thibodeau. But like. It's one of those things where he's really lucky that they didn't fire him. I don't think it was would have been a good move to fire him. Uh, I, what do you think about that? I mean, no, I, that I wouldn't have that, helped, right? I think that everybody in their heart of hearts knows that what the he, what the Chinese government or what the Hong Kong government is doing to these protesters is wrong. Like mm-hmm. shooting shooting these protesters and and beating them and imprisoning them for protesting. Can you imagine what would happen if somebody fired tear gas into a protest in, in the U S we've seen it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Like for, look at what Ferguson, look at what yeah. happened with Ferguson, you know? Exactly. And, and that wasn't, this is 200,000 people, right? This is huge. Yeah. And, the, and the Chinese government, instead of, instead of saying, okay, we're going to do damage control here is ramping it up and saying, okay, well, we're just, gonna start shooting kids we're gonna start pepper pepper spraying everybody we're gonna fire tear gas into people right we're gonna make mass illegal we're gonna imprison your entire family there's nothing you can do about it right yeah so i think i think that everybody in their heart of hearts knows that what's happening over there is not freedom like as an american you value freedom more than anything else sure it's the reason why you can say stupid stuff on twitter right? right um i think everybody in their heart of hearts knows that what's happened over there is not something that i want to be a part of but at the end of the day, you're exactly right in that it's a business, and that's why Maury got so much pushback. Right. Um, which will take us to the next the next thing that came up was Adam Silver was under a lot of pressure by the Chinese government to get him to sh- to shut up. Yeah. And to and to completely completely disown him. And Silver came out and said, "We don't we don't tell people what their opinion should be." what right. their political opinion should be. Right, and they are very much... This is a progressive league. Of any sports league there there is out there, I think the NBA has proven itself to be the most progressive. Yeah, and, and that's silver. Yeah, it, absolutely. And But they look how much they've grown. They've exploded in the last 15 years. We talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's this, like... There's a cup. There's, and that's why it's so complicated to talk about because there's so many different sides of this and yeah. so many different directions that are pulling and strings that are being pulled. So you're right. Adam Silver was under a tremendous amount of pressure and still is in a lot of ways over this. This is, And this is the first time where he's been commissioner of this league where he's had to deal with something like this. Yeah. And like whenever we talk about the David Stern era and all that, I mean, yeah, he, obviously he lived in the, the social media you know realm of things, but not like it is now. 
right. like it is now at all. Like I think about that when Kyle and I happened to be talking about that the other day when we were talking, we were comparing LeBron and Michael, and we were just kind of going back and forth, and we were talking about how well you know it is interesting because you know Michael Jordan is known as an absolute asshole, but he also didn't live in the the era of social media where every one of his comments is scrutinized and everything is out there all the time. So we look at him as less of an asshole sometimes than we do LeBron James, and I don't know if that's necessarily fair either. He would have been more hated than Kobe, almost certainly. If he was, if he was nowadays, if he had a Twitter handle nowadays and was that age, he would people would hate him more than Kobe. He would have won one MVP, maybe yeah. zero MVPs, like Kobe did. There's a very good chance of that, and so yeah. it's a different world that we live in now, and and especially with everybody having a voice and man, like just doing what we do. I'm a firm believer that not everybody should have a voice. I'm just saying, yeah. it. like it's pure, it's true, but like. We, and I think the other side of this, too, is like we don't really know the difference. Like we've always known that we can say whatever the hell we want to say. So we don't right. really understand their point of view on all this, the communism and all that stuff. I don't really get that. I don't I can't put myself in those shoes and I don't want to pretend to. But I do know that it's a tricky place. No, even before all this started for this league to be where they're really it's a balancing act at all points in time. Right. And to be honest with you, if you have one guy. Speak out against against. China, mainland China, while you have people that are working under him over there, legitimate public figures, you put their life in danger. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or you at least put their, put their welfare in danger, right? Sure. You don't know if, if some rogue policeman who's not responsible for what they're doing, right? Who doesn't have one of the, one of the things that they're uh, requiring is they want a third party to look at policemen and hold them accountable. Like they don't have that, you know. Um, yeah. So you, you don't have know if you have a rogue policeman that just beats the crap out of one of your best players over there. Yeah, while he's over there, and who, right? Who, I mean, if he's going to do that, who's to know that he doesn't just kill all of them? Yeah. At so, the end of the day, um, like that's that's brutal, but like it's true. Yeah, it's brutal, and and obviously, like it's ugly. We say that there's a very low chance of that happening, sure. but there is there is a chance of people getting hurt. Right. Absolutely. Um. Ultimately. I think that you have to think about that before you before you tweet that out for for Daryl Morey. And I think that that was my biggest issue with what he did was that, dude. At least wait till they get back over here. You know. Yeah, I don't. I just don't think it was that calculated. And, and it, I again, like kind of what I said earlier, it's his job to know that, and it's his yeah. job to be on top of that. I I I understand that because this team, like the Lakers, and I think that's been the biggest. Uh, you know, spo- you haven't heard as much from the Nets as you have from the Lakers, and it's because LeBron James, the most popular player in the NBA, not even close. And yeah. you know, so obviously he's going to be a mouthpiece, which again we'll get into in a few minutes. But I, I, they, they were in the air when all this happened. They didn't even know this had Jeez. happened by the time they showed up. Yeah, I and, know and that. so like that, that is that's a crazy place to put some, you know people. And again, I know he didn't think about it that way, but and it's his job to think about it that way. And and I know all that, but like. Yeah, I almost feel for him in a way because what he was doing was the right thing. Yeah. Or what I um, view is the right thing, I should say. What you view is the right thing. I, I'm not here to tell people how they should feel about it. But right. I, I'll say, that, you know, ethically, that's what he felt was right. Yeah. And this and is we, a league that traditionally goes with guys who, you know, I mean, we've had situations like Donald Sterling in this league where guys refuse to, you know, to like, I mean, there are t- at points when that Donald Sterling thing was happening where guys wouldn't, weren't even going to play. Dude, I know. Like that was Blake and Blake and uh, DeAndre Jordan and Chris Paul yeah. that weren't going to play. And I, never have I respected those three as much as I did at that point because they deserve that right. And Adam Silver told him, "Look, this is a playoff game. You can you can choose not to play." And Golden State even said they were playing them at that point in time. And Golden State, the pl- players on that 
side said too, if you guys don't want to play, we're not playing either. So like yeah. there there are times where this kind of stuff brings teams together and and it brings the league together and I think that's impre- impressive. I really do. But like at the end of the day, I just don't think he thought about that kind of thing as much. Right. You know, and I I think that he he looked at it as, you know what? Like this is a league where they'll always have my back and the league always does have their be- uh, have his back. He's lucky that they have his back. He's lucky they didn't fire his ass. But I think that would have made it probably a worse look for the NBA. You know yeah, they I considered agree. it though. Yeah, I agree. And and let's be honest, like Silver gave up some revenue with with doing what he did. I, I think that when you see extreme injustice and different people see different injustices and different people see different yep. extreme injustices, right? It's hard to not. To not tweet out stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I do it all the time. Right, exactly. And that's the thing that's so dangerous about the day is like, dude, I, I'll drive from here to home and I'll see what I perceive as an injustice. You know, yeah, absolutely. On a daily basis, and it's hard to keep your mouth shut in regards to that because you never know what relationship you're going to kill. Um, absolutely. Or, or what's going to happen? There are times where you don't want to keep your mouth shut. Overall, mm-hmm. I don't think this is a time where the NBA should keep their mouth shut in regards to this. But I think that at that point it was like when they yeah. were overseas, you know? Yeah, definitely. But I, I think that's, again, where this kind of gets lost is it is a business. And like as yeah. much as it's a feel good league, it's a great story league. It's it's all about, you know, like I think I think one of the best things about it. And one of the things that I respected about like wh- how LeBron went about it is that he said that, you know, we just want to play basketball because that always makes bad stuff go away. We want to get out there. and We want to play. And that it's a game. It's a game. At the end of the day, it's a game. But it's been convoluted with the money-making business. Yeah. And when it's the money-making business, you have to consider all audiences regardless of how you piss them off. And you can't piss off one side, you know, and not piss off the other. And, you know, there's no – there's that, that. I think that might be the thing that kills me the most about this whole thing is there is no right answer specifically. Yeah, I there's, think there's very rarely a black and white uh, white answer. For sure, but especially here, where yeah. like you're either going to make everybody here happy and lose a quarter of your revenue, or you're going to make them happy and you're going to piss off people here. There's no, there's not a middle ground. There's just not. Yeah, you know, best case scenario would be dig your heels in the dirt, and then it turns out and and the Hong Kong riots create democracy over there. That's yeah. the best case scenario, sure. right? But. Uh, that, that that may not happen. Um, you want let's move on to LeBron. Are, if I'm hearing from you, are you looking to defend LeBron a little bit? No, not really. Okay, no. I was about to say because I'm generally the one defending LeBron, right? right. Um, I, I want to start off my my talk with LeBron in regards to we 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 talked about it at the beginning of the be, very beginning of this show. Uh, sports is not supposed to terminate on itself. Mm-hmm good athletes and good role models are role models for children. Um, great athletes are idolized by adults and the greatest of the great can be role models for adults. And I honestly, with everything that LeBron had done previously in his life, I thought that he was a rare once in a generation role model for adults. And to be honest with you, even with this, he still is a role model for a darn, a, a stupid amount of adults, right? Sure. Um, He's the best player that we've ever seen. Like, I mean, we, we lived through the Michael era, so, but like cognizantly as adults, he's the best player we've ever seen. Yeah. And, and even, even if I was cognizant with Michael, it'd be pretty debatable, but, <laughs> um, 
That's that's uh, another discussion for another day. He, yeah, exactly. He, um, he was one that fought against shut up and dribble. Yep. He was the one that was on the front of like if you've played if you play through the story of the of the new two K game. I dude, I want to look up this quote because. Um, so so what you're saying is quote, LeBron has always been the one to promote free speech, to promote doing the right thing. Like he's got this school in Akron that, you know, he's funded. I put that in quotes because it's a lot of government funding, too. But nonetheless, he's taking the initiative to do that. Not a lot of athletes would do that to, you know, help inner city kids and, and do. He's done a lot of good things. Yeah. He pisses me off because of the things he says, the way he acts. We talked about this at the head of the episode, too. I'm a big team guy. He's not a team guy. He's a LeBron guy first always, and that pisses me off more than anything else about him. I, I respect the hell out of him, but ever since he put... The, the most admirable thing I've ever seen him do is when he put that 2015 team on his back and beat Golden State. That was the LeBron that I love. A dude that puts his head down and fucking works like a horse and, and gets it done and backs up his shit. But since then, the way he went into the Lakers and you know ter- nuked the team chemistry and all that, that's made me lose a lot of respect for him. The way he treated David Blatt made me lose a lot of respect for him. He's yeah. done a lot of things that have pissed me off, and, and I know all that stuff's on the court. But and I know he's done a lot to balance that out. But like at the end of the day, I respect him as a player. I don't necessarily have the utmost respect to him as a human. I uh, I I think that. I have a lot of, I had before this, I had a lot of respect to him as a human. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, as a human, and I'm not going to let this in particular take away a lot of that respect. Sure. Um, he, in the 2K game, if, if you finish the, the, um, the beginning of it, you go and you sit down in a plane with LeBron and he starts talking about how you are a role model and how you are the one that needs to speak up for the little man, speak up for the people that don't have a voice. Correct. Because somebody did it for you eventually. And that's what's so ironic about this is because before this situation where LeBron James came out and said, just for our listeners that didn't hear it, came out and said that Daryl Moore didn't have all the information in regards to what he was talking about. Right. Right. Um, so he, he very much took the Daryl Moore. He didn't know what he was talking about. Uh, and then kind of brushed it aside after that. Um, but the thing that, the thing that hurts so bad in regards to this is he, that was his chance to, put his money where his mouth is dude. It was estimated that it could have been about a billion dollars that he lost in regards to it. Yeah. Put your money where your mouth is and do the right thing here. Do the right thing here. Like fight for the people that don't have a voice like you talked about in your video game, you know? And basically (laughs) his comments as just kind of a, a, you know, an overview is and the part that kills me about this is the fact that he had like a week to prepare for this. Like he knew he was going to get asked about this and like, at the end of the day, like I don't think any NBA player should have to deal with the backlash of this. Just I want to preface that. Like this is an NBA problem. This isn't a specific player problem. This is not a LeBron James problem. So I don't know that it was necessarily fair that he had to sit there and answer questions about it. But you know, that is what it is. That comes with the territory of making millions of dollars to play a game. What I will say and what I will say is a lot of people are saying that, oh, well, the NBA definitely wanted him to to say something about it. Bullshit. That's bullshit. Yeah. The NBA is not going to put a player in the crosshairs to take a bunch of shit for something a GM said, regardless of how you feel about it or whatever. That is not how this went down. Right. And and, and that is, that's unbelievably short-sighted to think that the NBA would sack, after all that they've done, including keeping Daryl Morey as a GM, not that they have a say over that, but the Rockets do, and they can lean on them. They can do what they want to do. If they want a GM gone, he'll be gone. 
They yeah. kept him around. They've they've you know they've decided you know what we're going to stomach the loss on this, however it needs to go, and just do damage control. But to sit there and say, oh well, then they put a player out in front to take bullets for it. That's bullshit. That's not true. Yeah, I agree. That and doesn't make sense. It's it's not an NBA player question. The reason why he was asked it is because of LeBron James. They're not asking Kyrie Irving this question. Right. They're not asking Kevin Durant this question. Right. They're not asking Westbrook or Harden this question or Giannis. Right. They're asking the face of the NBA since he entered the league in 2003 and the most respected athlete on the planet. Exactly. You know? And it, like, so I agree. It's not for any NBA player to, to stomach. That's not his job. It might be LeBron James's job. I might put that on him that it's, it's his job because yeah. of the way that he is, he has led revolutions like the st- shut up and dribble revolution. He led that revolution. The yeah. I promise school, he pays for, I think it's I think it's hundreds of kids each year to get their education, and then he pays for their college. Like, yeah. he is the most stellar, one of the most charitable, one of the cleanest records superstars we've ever seen. Absolutely, and this is going to be the blemish on his record. You know? Yeah, and that's that's sad. It shouldn't have to be. He shouldn't have yeah. been up there having to answer questions about that in the first place. He really shouldn't have. I understand what you're saying, and like I, I you know, I get it. Like he is the face of the league, but like, I mean, we've seen so many instances where he's tweeted about Trump. You know, and, yeah. and the whole Steph Curry thing, not saying he's going to the White House and him agreeing with that. What this came down to and what this looks like, to just sum it all up, is LeBron's stance was basically this. I'm all for free speech. I'm all for doing the right thing until it starts costing me money. I agree 100% with that. And I don't think that that's what he was trying to say, but I think that's what came out. I mean, that's that's he wasn't going to lose any money with the other stuff. Right. He wasn't going to lose a dime. Right. He had Nike in his ear. You think he didn't have Nike in his ear on this? Yeah, dude. Phil Knight was all Nike over Nike in, yeah. in his ear, NBA in his ear. He had his endorse. All the endorsements were saying, dude, China's 30% of our market. Right. Are you about to, we're going to cut our ties with you if you if you talk bad about them because they're not going to sell our product anymore if we're, if we're, if we're just bad mouthing them, which, you know, you. that's yeah. their right. That's their right, just like it is Daryl Morey's right to say whatever he wants, just like we could say whatever the hell we want. But, I, I understand, again, it comes right back to it, it's a business. Yeah. And, like, of course they're going to play it down the middle. And you know that, so he made these comments right before preseason game back in L.A., and, of course, they were going to ask him about it, and it just it didn't help anything that the Lakers and the Nets happened to be over there for that game, so LeBron happened to be there, too. Like, you know, like, right. that that didn't help this. If if And I, I go back to this a lot in my mind. If this would have been the GM of the Grizzlies, this never would be a story. Yeah, exactly. But you know, like it, I get, so I understand some of that too. But like, what's you know, the name uh, of the GM of the Grizzlies? What's his name? We don't even know. You no, know, we exactly. know Daryl Norman. Exactly my point. Right. Exactly my point. He's hel- holding Iggy hostage, but that's besides the point. We'll get to that later. <laughs> um, and, and, but you know, it's bad whenever. So he's asked all these questions. He wasn't playing in the game, and immediately afterwards, I mean, the game was going on. He wasn't like, like I said, he was taking the night off, which they're they're going to see a lot of this year, but. You know, he tweeted almost immediately after that interview because it was already spiraling out of control for him. And I want to read these two tweets. He said, my team in this league just went through a difficult week. I think people need to understand what a tweet or statement can do to others. And I believe nobody stopped and considered what would happen. Could have waited a week to send it. Let me clear up the confusion. I do not believe there's any consideration for the consequences and ramifications of a tweet. I'm not discussing the substance. Others can talk about that. 
That is what he should have originally said before anything else. That's what he was trying to say. What I will say is using the and I don't want to like dissect it because I, I think I th- I don't think anybody says anything unintentionally. I think even if it's subconscious, there's you say what you're trying to say even if you're not trying to say it a lot of times. And I think the thing that stuck out to me about this tweet is the word ramifications. That really, really stuck out to me as far as that could be financial ramifications. Right. That could be, you know, I mean, and he went on further to say, you know, so many people could have been harmed, not only financially, but physically, emotionally and spiritually. What he really is trying to say there is financially, because that's what he said first. And I, again, I'm not trying to take away from those other things, but I don't know, man. He just he had a chance. Like I said, he had a whole week to think about this and he still kind of went about it the wrong way. And it just the part that kills me is that whole, oh, I'm standing up to do the right thing until it costs me a bunch of money. Yeah. From somebody who will never have to worry about money ever. Yeah, it was a good and let me get let me say one thing. I don't think LeBron James is sitting there watching these CCTVs and going, Yeah, beat the shit out of those protesters, you know? <laughs> like I don't think that that's Probably happening. Not. Probably not. <laughs> um I, I think that there was a real threat as far as money goes. Like Max Kellerman had a really good take in regards to he did end up saying that, that he thought LeBron sold out, but he said I don't, dude. If I have a billion dollars in the line, I don't know what I'm gonna say. Yeah, no, he's right. I aren't in that situation. We're not about to lose a billion dollars for this episode, you know. It's true. So, it's true. But I do know that if I stood up to those principles, you know, and always said, "Well, this is, you know, like this is the like." Are you telling me that? Say, let's say we're let's talk about worst case here for him for a second. Let's say that he loses Nike as a shoe deal. Yeah. Do you think LeBron James couldn't get a shoe deal and all the money in the world from somebody else? Yeah, or just make his own. Right. Right. Exactly. So, Look at Air Jordan. Yeah. And and that's one thing that I will say is uh, like it's easy to talk about what happened and the ramifications from what happened. What could have happened if you if the most publicized person in the world would have said it is wrong what they're doing over there. Right. And I am 100 percent behind the Hong Kong protesters. Yeah. But what he could have happened that. in that. Exactly. But he couldn't do that. He, he could. And, and to an extent, I do get that because the league's stance at this point is trying to go down the middle with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and like if, if he would have said, I'm willing, looked in the camera and said, I'm willing to lose a billion dollars on human rights and on these people's rights to wear whatever the hell they want in public and to not have facial recognition software tracking their every square move, you know, like yeah. what could have what good could have come from that? Right. And but, so I think the other part of this, too, that gets me. So he's ha- you know, obviously in the last few days, he's had to clarify some things and all that. And, and he's pretty much at this point said, Look, I'm not talking about this anymore. Like, I want, I'm, I want to focus on basketball, which you know is fine. I, I just the part that gets me. He told I just, himself to shut up and dribble. Yeah, basically, which is <laughs> probably how he, he he would have rather treated this in the first place. Yeah. From his own standpoint, again, uh, we've already talked about this, but I don't agree that he should have been out there talking about it in the first place. But yeah, I, again, I understand both sides of that too. I, I think when this, you know, in, in trying to clear everything up, he's muddied the waters even more, and that's you know kind of crappy to see and the thing that killed me last night is he put out or i think it was two nights ago now he put out a statement i tweeted this thing out he put out a state or you know he was talking you know in a a camera interview after the game and was like well 
you know, basically, you know, you can say whatever you want and, you know, like you have this power and people don't understand the power of, you know, I, I, I'm doing all these other things. And he basically turned around and made the whole thing about himself and the work that he does charitably instead of doing the right thing once again, which I thought was a really shitty look as well. So not only was he making excuses and trying to like, I think that anytime someone talks around something, that's that means they don't want to talk about it. And if they don't yeah. want to talk about it, there's a reason they don't want to talk about it. And it seemed like he was just talking around it and then tried to make it about himself and the charity work that he does. Again, it, we're not in this situation, so we don't know what we would say. But I, yeah. I know what I would say. But I, again, I, I'm not there. I, I agree with that it made it look really bad. It's one of those situations where, and I can't imagine what this dude feels like. Like, I've felt misunderstood by a group of 10 people before, and I've been like, I want to come back and be like, no, you don't understand me. And like, dude, you, Dave you go, go, please believe me, yeah. you know. <laughs> you go do that with got, me and Kyle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, this guy's got billions of people looking at him, and he feels misunderstood, and he sure. feels trapped in a hard situation. So it's like, I, I, I think it's a bad look for him to come out and try and explain himself and, like, talk around the situation. But I do understand that it's human nature. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, you're you're everybody's wired to want to defend themselves always. And yeah. I, I think like and that is misunderstood by other humans a lot. And if you don't have a cognitive understanding of the fact that that is human nature and that people want to always defend their actions to make sure that they don't look shitty. Right. Then if you don't understand that, you can misconstrue that so easily. Right. Into other things that are not true about that person and make, you know, draw false claims about those people and make, you know, rush allegations and things like that that don't aren't necessarily true of that person's personality. And you know how I know that? Because I've been through that my whole fucking life. Right. Right. And people misunderstand me all the goddamn time. But like I'll use myself as an example here for a second. You and I have talked about this recently. There's sometimes I'm a prick. But I'm a prick because I work all the goddamn time and I'm just trying to get things done and I don't care about feelings necessarily when it comes to that. You know that about me so you don't take it personally, but others may not construe it that way. Right, right. And so like that that's that's how that can be misconstrued is oh they don't you know they're stubborn or they're an asshole. You know me better than that. You know that's not me, but others view it that way. And that's fine. I'll own that all day long and guess what? I'll fucking defend it too. Yeah, you're from Boston. Yeah, well, well wearing a Boston that, hat right now, you know, that helps. I'm just, yeah. I'm just happy that you're not robbing banks. Yeah, no, me too, and not living <laughs> in Sally and shit. But uh, at the end of the day, man, this is a really complicated place for LeBron to be, and I, I hate, like, I do hate that I have to be critical of him for this. I have to because that's part of what we do. But right. like, and it's part of how I feel about him. And we, you know, again, we've been down that hole before, and it's, it's, you know, again, I, re I respect the hell out of LeBron and his game and what he does on the court. I think he's w the most gifted athlete I've ever seen, period. And I watch yeah. a hell of a lot of sports. Right. And my whole life I've done this, but he is by far one of the most gifted people I've ever seen. He is, but like you said, by all means, a really good guy for the most part. He's had his bad moments, but he's balanced a lot of that out with good moments, too. And I hate yeah. that I have to be critical of him here because he's put in a spot where arguably he should or shouldn't be, and that's tough. Yeah, and at the end of the day, like, I, I think that his original opinion was the wrong opinion. I, I truly believe that. Um, I'm a believer in freedom, right? But I, I just this talk with you, and we don't we don't script anything, do we? No. It's going to get us in trouble one day. We script nothing. We never. just come on and we talk about stuff. Ever. We're probably we the least qualified anything. people to be talking about this, to be real honest. Exactly. But 
even these these conversations that you and I have, I always have some sort of realization in regards to like I I've been in that situation where somebody didn't understand what I said in a board meeting yeah. or in a meeting. And I feel so frustrated and so mad and feel like I need to explain myself. This guy's doing it for billions. Absolutely. You know? Like, Absolutely. so if nothing else, like uh, I want to understand, I, it helps me understand why he's doing these things. You know, I don't, th- I think that a PR guy needs to get in front of him and say, Hey, you need to stop this. Yeah. But I don't uh, think he would ever let that happen though. Yeah. He's yeah. just, that's just not his style. And, and to be fair, he's earned that right. Right. He's earned that right. And like, it's interesting when I look back at the grand like scheme of of LeBron's career, and and while we all know how I feel about the Lakers thing, and again we'll get into that in another episode uh, again, I'm sure. But like I think this is the darkest part of his career, not because of this, but because of where he is. And again, we'll get into that later. But I look at like his time in Miami. Like he knows he said it. He's cognizant of this. The decision was a bad look for him that he didn't understand the implications of at the time in which case yeah. he's never done anything like that again he's he whenever he signed with the lakers he just put it out on twitter yeah and and you know what i respect him for for learning those lessons from that and when his time in miami he was really the kind of the guy in the back seat it felt like he was the leader but dwayne that was dwayne wade's team dude and like you know and again like we can go back and forth on that but like that was the most backseat I've seen him, in, which allowed him to take a really big leadership role in his career going forward. And I, ex- I respect the hell out of that, too. Yeah, um, it was I think the only like the only reason why you could argue that it was Dwayne Wade's team. Um, and I, I don't want to get sorry. I don't want to get into semantics is because Wade was there first. And, and I think the people right. loved Wade more. But Definitely. that was the that was. But he Arguably, had the backseat role more more so than he ever has since then, right? Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. He was, that was the only time that he ever even cl- came close to sharing the spotlight with somebody. Right. Kyrie was just another player on that team. I forget that Kyrie averaged 30 points on that team. Dude. I know, dude. It's crazy. He's just another player because LeBron is so transcendent and his personality is so transcendent. And before he went to the Lakers, he was known as the person that everybody loved. Absolutely. You know? And, and yeah. I I think we're a little more split on that. I, I, I think it's hard to – I mean – it's hard to ignore that because he's proven himself and he's yeah. proven himself to be the guy and he's proven himself to be the face of the league. And, you know, he has his faults just like anybody else. So I don't think that's fair to, to kill him for for this kind of right. what you were saying before. I, I don't think it's going to ultimately really tarnish his legacy much. I, I it's going <laughs> to it's going to be much more of a black mark on Daryl Morey's, you know, legacy than anybody else. I think at this point, I, I, I don't agree with that, but I get why people would think that. And right. so, I mean, at the end of the day, man, like, so I was thinking about this before, uh, before we got on or came into the studio here. So let me ask you this. Do you think if this story, so LeBron had said, like, you could have waited a week or whatever, right? If yeah. this story happened a week from today, we're recording this on Wednesday, a week from today, the NBA season starts the 22nd. So it actually starts uh, a week from, well, less than a week from now on the 22nd. That's the first like major uh, game. If he would have tweeted this like Monday, do you think it would really blow up into the story that it has? Man, I, um, I think it would still blow up because if he would have tweeted it Monday, I think it would blow up if LeBron's response was the same. Yeah. Okay, I can so see that. That's my big thing. If LeBron's response was the same, um, because dude, he's being crucified. Like, there's. Yeah. 
I, I want to send you a picture. We need to put it as just a cover photo for this this thing. Somebody on Reddit photoshopped his face on the the stone. The, the the Chinese the Chinese dictator's head and like fixed the perfect the hair perfectly. He looks like a Chinese dictator, dude. The hair's the best part though. It's, <laughs> it's pretty funny. I oh, I did send it to you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the he's being crucified um all across the internet and all across really everybody i talked to a lot of people today and everybody's pretty pissed yeah dude i'm really disappointed with it yeah people are pretty pissed so i think so these are not likely these are not exactly you know apples and oranges comparison as far as this goes but like i think if this would have happened another week from now and basketball was happening i don't think this would be nearly as big of a story because ultimately we're at that point in time Basketball's almost here. We're excited for the NBA. We're ready to see the Lakers. We're ready to see, you know, all the things that are going to transpire over this season. It's going to be a great season. I'm so excited for it. This is the most excited I've been for a basketball season at the beginning of it in a very long time. Hey, man, just because the Warriors aren't going to win it. Well, sure. Yeah, that. But the, <laughs> I would say the parody in general, though, and that plays yeah. into that, right? I think people are really excited, but there's no real basketball happening. Nobody mm-hmm. gives a shit about preseason. I was listening to a podcast the other day. Matt Barnes was on it, and they asked him, what do people? What should people take away from preseason? He laughed and said, not a damn thing. And that's so yeah. true because it's practice. That's all it is. And not to get all AI on him, but it's practice. That's all these yeah. are right now. So this isn't real basketball. I haven't watched a second of preseason basketball. I'll be honest. I've got baseball and football going on. So right now, that's the least of my mind. Meaningful right. basketball starts next week. That I'm going to watch. And so <laughs> at the end of the day, like we don't, we're, we're starved for basketball. We're excited. We want to talk NBA. We don't have anything to talk about, though. Yeah. And so that's why this is big. And the comparison I was going to make is look at what the Mavericks dealt with last year with the whole sexual harassment stuff and you know the whole scandal that went on with their front office and dudes Jeez, jacking yeah. off in the office, right? Why was that a story? Because that story broke during All-Star Week when no basketball was going on and there was nothing happening. As soon as basketball started again, that basically went away. Yeah. And I think, again, not comparing those two things because they're obviously very different, both really fucked up, but very right. different. I just think that the story would line would have been very different. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, it's hard to say, obviously. It's conjecture. But I think if we were focused on basketball itself, I don't know that you and I'd be sitting here doing a full episode on this. Yeah, I can I can understand where you're coming from in regards to that, for sure. Again, we w- we'll never know. But We wouldn't have a full episode on it, that's for sure. No, definitely not. If nothing else, <laughs> that. Definitely not. I mean, there'd probably be a, some more half-hearted jokes and whatnot, but, you know... I, <laughs> At the end of the day, man, this has been a crazy-ass story. This is the first time, you know, I, I, I talked about the Colin Kaepernick thing, and, like, at the end of the day, the NBA kind of took the lead on how the NFL looked at that thing. Could could Colin, like, I don't give a shit how you feel about Colin Kaepernick as far as, just in general, but sure. could he go start on a team somewhere? I don't know. But could he be a quality backup if a team needed it? Definitely. I mean, yeah. the, the league decided they don't want anything to do with him because they don't want to piss off either side of this because right. people feel very strongly about one side or the other. It doesn't matter how you feel, but it pisses off one side and not the other or vice versa. This is exactly the same type of situation. So the NBA took the lead on this, but decided to be the ones that would stand behind these guys or behind Daryl Morey in this case. In this case, it's not a player, so it's a little bit different. And so, again, th- those aren't direct comparisons, but I think it's important to understand that there's a the line that these guys are going to toe no matter what happens. And we've never seen the NBA get in anything like this before. Yeah, definitely not anything international. Right. And I think that's, I mean, 
the Kaepernick thing set off an absolute firestorm through the NFL. And right. this is what this has done, too. It's the same thing. And we've never seen anything like this. We've never even done an episode like this. Right. I walked around all day thinking, how the hell are we going to talk about this? Yeah. And we said we were going to go for 30 minutes. And how? what's our time now? We're at 55 minutes. <laughs> yeah, this is classic. There's a lot of nuance to it. There's a lot of different yeah. angles. There's a lot of different things. So it's a crazy story. I think, you know, I think at this point, it's going to be wild to watch how it goes forward. But I'll be interested to see how it dies down. I think it will die down in some ways, though. Yeah. Um, the NBA portion of it. Okay, yeah, the NBA portion of it for sure. I I, I definitely, yeah, I agree on the NBA portion for sure. Yeah. Once once the season starts, I think a lot of people will forget about this. Yeah, and I, that's really all I'm commenting on is the NBA portion of this because what's going on over there is fucked up. But who am I to say, you know, whatever. They're, they'll figure it out, I guess. But, like, I, right. I just, you know, like, I care, but I, there's nothing I can do about it, so there's not a whole lot that we can really, you know, I mean... It is what it is there at the end of the right. day. And so, like, I think this story, as far as the NBA goes, will kind of cease and, and we'll move on because basketball will be being played and people want to see AD and, and LeBron. I think that's what it yeah. comes down to. And that's we're short minded that way. And that's not always a good thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with that. Well, we'll wrap things up here in a minute. What are you most excited about, about the seasons, man? I've been loving the previews that you and Kyle Beats have been doing. Fucking awesome. I, I'm sad that I haven't been able to been there, but like I said, there's been a lot going on with that SLM stuff. Sure. Um, yeah. So I appreciate you guys holding that down. What are you most excited to see this year? Dude, I'm honestly most excited to see the Anthony Davis and, and LeBron. Yeah? There's been, like, there was one play in the preseason that was LeBron was sitting in the corner and AD did a pin down on – Draymond Green was guarding LeBron. Sitting in the corner, AD did a pin down, and LeBron popped up and received a pass from Rondo – and immediately threw a pocket pass to Anthony Davis, who ran to the rim yep. and had a dunk. And the other side of the lane was Jordan Poole. And even if he did have any type of defensive knowledge, he couldn't have stepped over because Danny Green, who's a 45% three-point shooter, was sitting in the other corner. Yeah. Like that, it's going to be some of the most unstoppable offensive basketball we've seen since the – well, since last year with the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> That's every year, right? So, yeah. for me, I'm excited for the opposite of that. I'm excited to watch that rickety wagon fall apart. We'll get into that more later on. <laughs> Um, sure. and not for those reasons, but different reasons. I'm excited to watch how the Pelicans do. They very rarely do you see a team get a, a chance to smash the reset button like they did. I yeah. loved watching Zion plow through Rudy Gobert in the lane. Like I, I'm just all that I'm excited for. I'm excited to see how they do. I'm excited to see Doncic take a step forward and KP and how that's going to work. I'm on the Eastern side of things. I think the Celtics are going to be a lot better than people are maybe giving them credit for. I'm excited to see how Kimba's going to work out. They had a great preseason. They're running the offense through Gordon Hayward, so I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the Phillies team. Phillies team. Philly team, excuse me. I'm still in the baseball mode right now. Um, that team is <laughs> scary, dude. Dude, here's what I will say. Giannis went three for four against the Mavericks yeah. uh, in the preseason from the three-point line. Ben Simmons hit a three. If Ben Simmons can even get a mid-range and Giannis can, go, can shoot 33% from the three-point line, the two best teams are in the East. Yeah, probably so. Uh, we'll we'll get into that more as we go because we're gonna you and I will do an episode next week with just general thoughts. But yeah, there's so many things I'm excited about for this NBA season, man. I can't wait to dive into it. Third season on the show. It's, it's like three years, second and, Two and a half, some change, yeah. something like that. Uh, we'll call it season three because it's the the third season we're doing it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm stoked for new things for the show. We've got new artwork coming out. We've got new music coming out. Uh, you know, Kyle Beats. I think he'll kind of be off for a little bit until like mid November because he's doing. 
uh, a bunch of stuff with the football show. He's doing a bunch of stuff. I think he's going to support some of the baseball stuff, too. Plus, he's got some other things happening in his life. So we're going to kind of be holding things down, but I'm stoked to do that. You and I will do some live watch stuff, too. Um, man, I'm, I'm so excited for this season. Uh, it's It's been a weird, dark cloud, this whole China thing going into it. But I'm excited to get things underway. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see this Houston team, too, man. Yeah, me too. It's going to be sure. a lot, a lot of fun. So we'll go ahead and wrap things up. We'll be back here in a couple of days with uh, actual NBA talk and everything. And uh, we'll see you guys then. Cool. See you, man.